Everybody is born with a little something extra, and sometimes they just have to find it. A little something extra is that superpower that every single one of us has inside that motivates us and drives our passion and and makes us do the things that we do. We're all on the same team. Let's think about how we can make that team as inclusive as we can. those of you listening to our podcast right now, you can also check out our video podcast at a little something extra podcast.org. Here we are. We are back at we are back at our podcast with our friend Jen Gage and our and our side a little something extra with Nathan Gianni and the DG and most of all, my brother too. Oh most of most all. of all. Woo! Wow. Wow, Franco. I'm honored. Thank you, you are... so much, Gigi. You know what that answer. was? That was that donut you put in her office this morning. Yes. <laughs> Getting all the love on Valentine's Day. That's right. Now you're, now you're the BFF. See mm-hmm. what happens? Yeah. All it takes is a little donut. All right. So we're going to get right to it because I am like so beyond excited. There's like people in this world that inspire you in ways that you can't even imagine. And Jen Gage is one of those people. When she came to me to open in Phoenix, I was like, who is this girl? We had never met. And then when we were met, we were instant soul sisters. We were soul sisters. She's my sister from another mister. I loved her. We connected. And what she's doing now with Gigi's Playhouse Phoenix is just mind-boggling. You are blowing it out of the water. You guys raised over a million dollars last year. You opened up your your hugs and mugs or your coffee shop. You could tell us more about that. Your career training center, your Gigi University. You guys are killing it. And I am excited right now to introduce our girl, Jen Gage. Hey, baby. Hello. Hey, guys. Thanks for having me this morning. Oh, my gosh. We are so excited. Um, Do you see what I'm wearing? I love it. I noticed it right away. Did you? So Jen <laughs> gave me, is, I, I can't tell you just walking in today how many compliments I got it. So Jen had this jean jacket made for me and mm-hmm. it has patches all over of things that are special yeah. to me. <laughs> Gigi goes, uh, not me. So <laughs> oh, you know what? I'm going to get on that. That's, see? You, you're right. That's hilarious. So she has, look, you can see like there's a Generation G heart, Paul and, Na- Paul and Nancy, which is so cute. Um, <laughs> Faith lifting weights. All of the, all of my kids' names, everything that's special to me is on this jean jacket. And it means so much. I'm like surrounded in Jen Gage love every time I wear it. Like, I swear to God, I love it so much. So thank you, baby. But let's talk about, I mean, let's just go back to the beginning. Girl, this is my 20-year anniversary. I know I haven't aged a day. That's so crazy, right? 20 years of this. So That is amazing. Isn't it amazing? So we want to go back and talk to all of the different amazing founders, these amazing volunteers who step up in their own community to serve their families with free therapeutic and educational programs. Like, who does this stuff? Only crazy right? people like us do it, right? So we need to hear these stories. <laughs> right? So way too good not to you know, show to the world. Yeah, so let's talk about it. Let's talk about your kids, how you even heard about Gigi's Playhouse, and how this all started. Yeah. We want to hear the story, girl. Yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, you talk about inspiration. I think you embody that for all of us. And so I just want to give a huge shout out to you because you are the original innovator of this, you know, this whole movement. And it really is a movement. And um, I'm just so proud to call you my friend. And I just I adore you. And I love the work that you 
have done and continue to do and the way that you grow Gigi's as, as, as the Gigi grows, um, mm -hmm. Gigi's programs grow. And that's been really cool to watch um, from the front line. So I really, I, you know, I, I just, I put it to you, Nancy, you are just one awesome lady. And, oh. Well, um, I couldn't do it without yeah. the feet on the streets. That's all of you. I, I, yeah. Mine was the idea, you know, you guys are the ones making it happen in your communities. You really are. And you are really killing it. Well, thank you. Yeah. You know, we, um, originally it was my friend, Leslie, who saw Gigi's on the internet. That's yeah. Right. And, um, and she, you know, I was, I was in California at the time. We used to spend summers there and she, she called me. She's like, Hey, have you heard of Gigi's Playhouse? And I was like, uh, yeah, I don't know. Maybe, I don't know. And uh, she's like, well, you need to check it out. So I kind of shuffled my feet on it a little bit and she kept after me. Have you, have you looked into it? Have you looked into it? And finally I went online. I read your story. Your story was so much like my story. And at that time, Caitlin was, gosh, she was probably 14 or 15 years yes, old. She was a teenager when you started. So, yeah. yeah. So you were kind of in the beginning stages and I was, you know, here I was kind of, you know, teetering towards adulthood. Right. And what are we going to do uh, with Caitlin when she graduates from high school? And so it was definitely on my mind. And once I read your story, I, it just resonated with me. I mean, it was so relatable. And um, as much as I didn't want to at the time, I think Leslie's like, we need to bring one to Phoenix. And I said, no, I'm not doing it. No, Absolutely I have not. four kids. I don't need to be doing anything else right now. And, but then, you know, after, after I read your story and I went online and I saw what you were doing, it just connected with me. And I'm like, shoot, I got to do this. I got to do it. We got to do it. We're doing it. Damn and it. So, I'm doing it. You know, we, yeah. I mean, we set about fast too. I, I think, um, you know, we reached out to a group of friends and family, probably got 13 people on our startup committee. And we just went to town. We started fundraising. We started talking about it and telling people what it was and what we were going to do. And, um, you know, I think it was that passion, that that excitement that you get when you first start a new project that totally. just it, it propels everything forward. Totally. And, you know, that's that was our launch pad. It was just that that initial energy and excitement about doing something for for valley families and for our own children so how old were your kids at that time so give us the names and ages uh, about we are yeah I'm, I'm trying to think because we're nine years old uh today oh my gosh uh, <gasps> ah! we're celebrating our ninth anniversary today oh my gosh wow. no way no 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 i'm sorry no eighth, it was 321 Yes. It's our eighth year open. Because didn't you That's guys right. open so on three twenty one? Seventeen. No, you were the twenty yep. first Playhouse. Something we with twenty one. We were the twenty first Playhouse, and we opened on February fourteenth. Oh my gosh. Uh, Two thousand and five. No. <laughs> Two thousand and fifteen. Oh February 14, 2015. Oh my gosh, that is crazy. Yeah. And they were Playhouse number twenty one, mm -hmm. and we're now at fifty seven. Gen G. How the mm -hmm. heck? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And ironically, her name is Gen G. Isn't that pretty cool? <laughs> Perfect. We celebrate you every day, Gen G. <laughs> I know. I have my mug. I should have had my mug I out know. here. No, always. I want to say Gen Gage. Yes. Okay. You could say Gen Gage. So wait. So they were probably because what are they about two years apart? Are they each like two years apart? Yeah. So Caitlin was 
probably like 17, Avery was 16, Grant was 12, and Megan was 10. Oh, my gosh. And she opened a playhouse to Mm -hmm. serve her family for her families in the Valley with free programs. Like, you were a total rock star. I remember I got there. I'm like, holy cow, because your opening was amazing. It, I mean, it was really well attended. Uh, you guys were there. It was so fun. And we had the mayor. But I think, you know, people were ready for this. Yeah. And we we were ready to bring it to them. So we really hit the ground running. We had great programs right off the bat. Um, offered LMNOP right away. And I, I think that resonated with people. Yeah. And we had a vision. You know, I think, um, you know, my my driving force was really Caitlin and I wanted hugs and mugs. I wanted that cafe, but I knew that there were steps to get there. Yeah. So Gigi's Playhouse was the first step. And, um, and so it was important that, that, that was successful and that was the best that it could be. And so we really, you know, and you guys did it methodically. You did. I mean, you, you, you opened your playhouse and then you got that up and running, and that machine was going. Then you, Gigi University, and now you have your cafe. Like, I can't tell you how, ha- whenever I see these guys going to work at your cafe there in Scottsdale, I'm like, ah, oh, Jen Gage did it. Cause I know that that was such a big goal, such a big goal. Yeah. And you guys and have we, achieved we it. We actually had built the cafe right before COVID. So yes. we had to wait to mm-hmm. open. And um, so that was that was huge for us this past year uh, to to open finally get to open that that cafe and have the interns work there. We have already graduated three or four classes of Gigi University. That's amazing. Um, so they were ready. They were yeah. ready to to start this kind of next phase. And yeah, it was awesome. And and Gigi Fit opened last year, so that was huge. We mm-hmm. um, love that program and that program is we're already grown out of our space. That's we so need hard. more space. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to my world, Jen Gage. Me too. I every know. I know, which is thank you, God, for that. You know what I mean? Most places open and they're, they, it's hard to stay up and we just continue to grow. So that that is such a blessing. But I think what's really huge too is watching you grow. So watching you grow as you know the founder, the president, the leader, the inspiration. Mm-hmm. And then you went on... After doing all of this, you went and started your own businesses. You are now like this big entrepreneur. She just won an award or you're, you're up for an award. I just thought I'm so proud of you. So tell me about that, that other stuff outside of Gigi's. You know, you found that strength at a time when you had four, four young kids. You know, everybody's still in school. Only one, dri- actually not even a driver yet. So she was, she was the full-on mom of four kids. And she was able to gather her community and open a playhouse, which is not easy. You have to do the fundraising. You have to do the build-out. I mean, there is so much to it. There's three phases to open a GD's Playhouse. And they are hard. And many communities don't make it, don't make it to open a playhouse. You guys made it there. And then you went on yourself now to continue to be this little entrepreneur after doing all of that. So tell us about that. Yeah, you know, I'm so lucky. I'm so blessed because Gigi's Playhouse gave me the confidence to go out and do something like that. So all the things that I did at Gigi's, it, it, it showed me, number one, I could do it. So, right, like we always talk about believing in what totally. we're doing. And I think that that was... Um, it's a cornerstone to every playhouse, right? You have to believe that you can do it, that, you know, people will show up and the money will show up. Uh, and, and so 
but what that did is it allowed me to sort of start believing in my abilities and my, you know, my resources and get out there and, and really do something, you know, different that I would never have done. I never would have taken that on had I not done Gigi's Playhouse. So I, I mean, I owe that to you and I love it. I love, um, creating things and, um, you know, it's, it's fun because I think when you start with volunteers, volunteers are motivated so differently than employees, but because I had that background now I'm able to motivate my employees more like, like they're volunteers. And that's a very different relationship. 100%. That is so awesome. It's kind of that empowerment. And this is what I always say when like, we don't just serve the individual with Down syndrome. We serve anybody who walks in our doors. We empower them, whether it's our volunteers, Mm -hmm. our boards, our founders, whatever it is. It's all about that empowerment and that belief and building ourselves up and not even realizing it's happening. Like, you know, you go to Gigi's to help others and in turn get the help, strength, and belief that was inside you all along. You know what I mean? That's so cool. So as much as as much as it was there for Caitlin, I mean, it was there for me. And so I recognize that. I feel that same way, Jen, with you, like the other people who feed me, who empower me. You know, you guys help me to go, okay, I can do this on the days I think I can't. When I know there's an army out there that is making it happen all over, that's where I get empowered. So it's really Mm -hmm. cool. It's really cool. It is. I was curious as to what it was that you then started after Gigi's when you found that entrepreneurial spirit. <laughs> well, I um, <clears throat> I came across a, a little company in California called Stretch Lab. And so they do one-on-one assisted stretching and I had gone to their first corporate location. So went as a customer, loved it, came back to Phoenix. There wasn't one here. And so we looked into it and ended up buying 10 locations and we have six built out. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> Go for it, girl. <laughs> Belief, baby. So you then did well, they're all over the uh the Arizona area or are they all across, you know, the mm-hmm. southwest? Now I hear they're all so, over, right? Yeah, Stretch Lab has uh, everywhere. Now, now they have like we, we opened the eleventh stretch lab in the country and now there's uh, a little over two hundred and fifty, I believe. So not crazy. Wow. Yeah. I, I see that we have one local too. Yeah, that we have one here. I'm like, I say you're gonna have to get me in there because it's been a while since I've been able to touch my toes. Oh yeah, you need this. Everyone needs this. I definitely Everyone do. Needs this. I'm telling you. The back pain on a daily basis. So you know, oh if you got a one-on-one stretch consultation for me, I would, uh, I'll take it from anyone. Yes, I'll hook you up. Yeah, please. I know we need to get. We have to get out there. We're dying to get back out and spend some time at your playhouse. I'm telling you, everybody is so inspirational over there. So I'm thinking about, like, what do you think is your most memorable story from Gigi's Playhouse? Whether it's a new parent, um, somebody taking their first steps. We just had a baby here taking their first steps. An adult who um, learns to read. You know, what? whatever those things are. What is, what, do you th- what is your most memorable story at your Playhouse? I mean, for us, it, ha- it had to have been just opening that first Playhouse. Yeah. I mean, that was such a... Um, we, when you talk about, when you talk about, you know, and I'm going to go back to the belief thing again, because I, I really do believe it's, it's the foundation of everything. Totally. But when you don't have a place and you're trying to talk people into giving you money for yeah. a place, right. And they can go on the internet and they can see that there's other places like it, but until they can actually step through that front door 
and experience it for themselves, it's an idea. And you have to go out and really communicate that idea and, and get people to follow you. And when we opened that playhouse and you and Gigi were there and the mayor was there and all those people, I just, I, I think it was you at, at some point that day, you said, you know, just take a second and look around and take it all in. And oh, I'm gonna cry. Yeah. Um, and understand you, you know, did that was this. a very memorable experience and it was great advice and and i was really proud of of what we did and what we put together it was amazing and you know what i do that at every open we just opened in sacramento um in november and i remember i i, I say that to everybody now jen because i know when i opened the very first playhouse there was like no picture of me and my family there was there was no time for anything like that and i now make every founder and every i'm like you guys get with your family and take a picture because you're going to want to remember this because people for the rest of your life are going to remember the first time they ever walk in those doors. And you might not even be affiliated with Gigi's Playhouse 30 years from now and you're going to run into somebody and they're going to tell you about the first time they walked in those doors. And you created yeah. that place and you never want to not remember that. And so I tell everybody now that same thing, Jen. I'm like, you guys, take a minute. You did this take a picture. And what I usually do is I tell their parents, I, I, you know, I tell their, tell the mom and dad, please make sure they get a picture because they're so busy making sure everything is perfect. And they mm -hmm. want it to all be perfect for everybody who's there and the media and everything else. You're too busy to even think about it. Yeah. So yeah, I, yeah I'm so glad uh, that that you had that moment when you were there and were able to. Day. Yeah, it was an amazing day. It was absolutely an amazing day. I'm bummed I wasn't there. I know. I know, Franco. Where were you? I know. Probably he in was, was he in school? Probably at college. Were you already? Yeah. I can't remember. Something. Yeah, or or playing <laughs> sport. You know, it was hard when you know when when all the playoffs started opening. It was a lot of times just me and Gigi because Paul had to get them to dance and football or mm -hmm. baseball or basketball wherever they were all going. He was doing all that, and you know, because you were in the same boat. You know what I mean? Like, you got to oh, get yeah. it's it's a family affair. Grandma, grandpa, whoever yeah. can help. When you're building something like this, that you need your neighbors, you need your community, you need everyone to jump in, and Je they do. You really do, Jen. When and you were going do. through the process of uh, of building mm -hmm. it out and and building, you know, those three phases around it, what would you say was uh, the biggest struggle? And then also, what would you say was surprisingly easier than you expected? Mm. Uh, biggest struggle, you know, I think was really shifting into opening that next space, right? So it, here we are, we're in our playhouse, we have, you know, the boards together, we have our programs, everything's going really well, we have money in the bank, and the space next door opened up. And I went to the board and I said, I want to, uh, I want to open Gigi's, uh, Gigi University and Gigi Studio Cafe. And, um, you know, most people were, you know, yeah, let's, let's figure it out. Let's do it. And, but I had a couple that they, they just wanted to kind of keep on keeping, you know, keep it safe, mm -hmm. keep it small. And, uh, but, but I, I really wanted a place for Caitlin. So you know, I, I think that at that time I might've pushed it a little bit and, um, <laughs> that was, it was hard. It was a hard time. It was difficult to get those people that weren't ready to go down that path, to, to convince them that we needed to go down that path. 
Yeah, that is so. Um, yeah, I would say that was that was probably our biggest struggle, and maybe caused a few gray hairs. But, <laughs> uh, our easiest that. thing. Um, you know, I just, I think that every time we have needed something, somebody has stepped up and given it to us. And so I never worry about how we're going to fund things or, you know, is the money going to run out? And when yeah. we were opening uh, the studio cafe, I think we were down, it was, it was a little bit scary. I think we had one I, month of operating expense I, left <laughs> and I just, I'm like, no, I'm writing this grant right now. I know it's going to pop. It's going to be fine. And thank God it popped it, because yes. that was, um, that was our saving grace that, that grant really, it saved the whole project and it saved Jen Gage from writing a check. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I, I do think that, that that's it. It's kind of that self-fulfilled prophecy. And I remember, you know, putting it out there and making it happen, willing it to happen. And I remember at your opening, you you had a sign that said Gigi's Cafe. Remember you had Gigi's in the lights? So yeah. she was like internalizing that from the minute she opened. Mm -hmm. I remember that sign. I remember the pictures. I remember all of it at that opening. And I was like, I loved it because I was like, oh, I want to get that for Gigi. <laughs> I wanted to get this. I loved that side. <laughs> but again, then when I think about it, that's exactly what you were looking for. You put out there what you really wanted and you did make it happen. I do yeah. remember that struggle. And that is hard because mm -hmm. it, it's it's hard to believe. I mean, you guys know every consultant told me this couldn't be done and it wasn't sustainable. And 20 years later, here we are. So it is yeah. hard to overcome the non-believers or people who, who are just status quo because we are just not status quo people. And from what I've heard from having conversations with other playhouses and other people that have started locations and gotten these funds coming through like in the last minute or just like things that just come in that just end up saving the day and making it all possible, it really just seems like there is obviously a higher power guiding the whole thing. But I do 100%. think also that it, it's a true testament as to the generosity of people and wanting to be able to step in when they see a need is there. And when people are actually making a, a need known, I think that like the totally. fact that you go out and you make that ask and, and you just, you project it out into the world, the world comes back to answer. Yep. Um, and it, it comes in a lot of mysterious ways. I, I mean, I've seen it just here and I think with a lot of playhouses and it just, and, and to anyone that's listening that, you know, has a vision for something that they want to create, I think you need to make, the world know that your vision's there and, yeah. and show it to the world because I do think that a lot of people respond to that and they want to be a part of something bigger. They just don't necessarily know. So making that ask is 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 so is so key, and it just it just all comes together. I love as yeah. long as you mm -hmm. have that self fulfilled prophecy. Yep, you that believe. I'm and gonna I have make to this tell happen. you the other day. So I'm walking by, uh, went to the cafe because we just had the intern start working, and so I went to go grab a cup of coffee. And the board member that was against it the most was there with her children oh. getting coffee. Yay. And I just, it, it made me smile because I know that as her child grows, um, someday he'll be there, you yes. know, and, and the thing that she was against, you know, is going to be there for her son in yeah. spite of it. So, right. it, and against know, it, it was, for the right reasons, against it because, like, uh, yeah. we're scared. The like, fear of the it's, unknown. yes. And now we're going to expand again. 
Like, no, we can't do that. And that, you know, and, and that there's so many different levels of people. And that's the one thing I've learned at Gigi's so much is that how different everybody is. So that's, and, and if you understand that, you read people differently. So we do these things, the Colby. So we have these, and they're not personality tests. It's just kind of how you think. You know, I'm a quick start. I don't need a lot of information and I can take an idea. Some people are fact finders. They need all the, I need all the facts before I can even pull this trigger. And it, it's, it's really helped me understand and be able to work with all different types of people because I understand they're not digging in because they just want to go against me. They're digging in because that's how their brain thinks. Like they're going, no, we're safe. We, we don't want to go, no muddy waters. Let's just stay right here where we can coast and do our thing because that's where they're comfortable. So it's it's really cool, you know, to and, and the fact that you recognize that in your people and now, you know what I mean, now you guys made it happen and, and they're going to look back and go, Jen wasn't, she didn't want to just win. She was doing it for the right reasons. You know what I mean? And, and she didn't want to go against you. She was doing it because that was where her comfort level was. So it's really Absolutely. cool to understand and I think we know this as 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 running you know a 99 percent volunteer run organization that you have to be able to have that give and take you have to be able to recognize where people are at in their lives because so many we're, we're put you know our, so many people are put in front of us and we're not all the same we're bound together by a diagnosis that we want to help change the world but it doesn't mean we'd be best friends if we weren't in this thing together you know what i mean mm -hmm. so it's really there is so much to be learned when you're um when, when you're forced to work with people up from all different walks of life and all different personality types. And it really makes you able, you know, really helps you navigate the world better. And I think it helps you, you know, it helped me with my kids and understanding to them, you know what, you can't, no, you can't be, pick this teacher or this coach. You go where God puts you and you figure out how that person works. And I think that we've all done that. And it's really helped me, I think, to be a better parent, you know, like you said, learning to work with volunteers helps you to um, to understand people more and, you know, to care. It's such an important piece, such an important piece. All right, Gigi, I'm sorry. You have a question. Sorry about that. She's been right. Do you see her writing notes over there? <laughs> yes, I do. <laughs> Go ahead, Gigi. How, how old is Caitlin now? Caitlin is 26. She's she will be 20. 27 in June. What? She's my age. That is crazy. <laughs> I didn't realize. Yeah, she is your age. Mm -hmm. That's right. Because Megan's Bella's age, right? Is Megan 21? Yeah, Megan is Bella's. She's uh, 21. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That is so crazy. They're all getting big on us, Jen Gage. Mm -hmm. I know. I know. I know. And that's another thing, though. When you think about that without Gigi's mm -hmm. in their life, don't you think it's affected who they are and who they're going to be? And having Caitlin in their life is, is that also. But just also that serving spirit that you showed them. Yeah. Oh, I mean, I think, again, it's just, it's something, it's the ripple effect in, in work, right? Like, yeah, I, I did this thing and it was hard, but look at all the things that it created because of that one thing that I did, you know, so many years ago. And I know that it affects other people the same way. We have volunteers that, I, you know, this, it, it saves lives. It saves not only the participants' lives, but a lot of times the volunteers are looking for purpose. And, uh, and this is a place that can give them that purpose. So... For my kids, I think it gave them uh, 
a wonderful empathy. Um, Absolutely. You know, they, they were able to see their mom do something um, beyond just being a mom, you yeah. know, and, and that's a, a noble pursuit for sure. But, but I think that when you do something selfless for others and your kids are front and center to that, I mean, you can probably attest to the same thing. Uh, it's pretty meaningful. It's really meaningful. And, and it's something that can't be taught. It's a feeling. It's 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 what they're feeling in that moment, what they're seeing in that moment. Like my mom served our, you know, served people with disabilities. Like I watched that my whole life. That was, and she's my hero. She will always be my hero. Like that's why there's a Gigi's Playhouse today. That's where Gigi University was born because of my mom. Mm -hmm. And and just, I mean, you know, they're you're teaching by your actions, and that's what we say. You know, whether somebody there's always a li little eyes watching you whether it's your own kids your grandkids your next door neighbors doesn't matter who they are there's people watching all of us so just be good show them yeah. good serve others it's such an important piece I, I really will say between watching you watching so many other people in this world of serving um, I think the most important thing to just be able to build empathy and and really and sympathy towards other people is is that sense of serving and mm -hmm. seeing someone serve on a, on a regular basis and, and being able to. I think doing service at a young age is a good thing, but I think watching other people do it at a young age is probably more beneficial because I think at a young age, you might not understand it as well, so you right. get kind of annoyed by it. You're like, why do I have to go do this today? Like, why do, I remember, like, I remember when we would be in church, I would get so annoyed when you'd make us go up and do communion with um, like all of the like elderly people up there because I would everyone would be like in front of everyone, so I felt really awkward. No, we had to give peace. I mean, peace, I made peace. them get up because they had all the the elderly people. They had them sitting on the side, and that bothered me. So when it was time to give peace, they didn't have anyone giving them peace. So I would get up and shake and walk up, and some of them would be just looking down, and then they'd go. <gasps> And they'd look up they and be would like, get so excited, so happy. Oh. But it like at that hard. age, I didn't really get that. <laughs> that I'd be like, really, like you're making us go up in front of all these people. They see us doing it. I was so. They all went to the Catholic it. school, and then all their friends are at church, and then there they are. Giannis have to go shake but, everybody's. <laughs> but what I mean though by it, by like, so then I look back on it, and I'm like, the effects that it had on those people's day. It, I mean, I don't necessarily know how great or little that impacts were. But you just kind of start to learn. Like, there's these little things that you could do in order to really make a lot of change in someone's life. And then just the older you get, you start – you don't think about serving. You kind of just do, do it, it as a natural as, – as, as a habitual thing because it's something that you've seen your entire life. And it just allows it to just be – it's not even an expectation anymore. It's just what you do. And I think it's just so beneficial for kids to be able to see that at an early age and especially see it from a parent. Totally. So I think, Jen, like what, what you did for your kids, I think you – I mean, as you probably already know, but I think even more than you know how long that's going to resonate in them and their kids and the generations after them. Like, it's just going to continue down the line all because there was just this one change that was already made. So awesome. And I think it's the same thing with you and I think with all these families that come to Gigi's and anyone in the world that serves. I think it just really makes that it's, – it's that ripple effect. Yeah. And it lasts. It and it beautiful. Yeah. And, well, and they talk about loneliness being, you know, COVID – People were so lonely and are still lonely. And, and the best way around that is volunteering, is serving mm -hmm. others, because yeah. it breeds happiness. You cannot help but to feel the love when you serve. So, I I mean, it yeah, it's really, really amazing and was so blessed. I think just being around the volunteers and everybody else, they we all lift each other up. Yeah. Okay, I know you have another question. 
She's been slurping down this Aspire. Right? Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> she loves her Aspire. Okay. It's good stuff. What else you got? Yeah, why message to the world what would it be? Nice. That one's easy. It's just to be kind, right? I think if you can treat people with respect and kindness, no matter who they are, where they're from, what their situation is, the world is just going to be a better place. And that that would be my answer. And that's that's Gen G. Gen G. That's right. <laughs> don't say no C. Don't say. So. All right. And then, obviously, this is called a little something extra. Mm-hmm. What do you think is your little something extra that just drives you to be the person that you are and do the things that you do? Uh, I did see this in, in the notes, and um, I was trying to prepare myself for it. Um, <laughs> you know, I think I think when we talk about superpowers – I, I feel like my superpower is being resourceful and it's something that I've done my whole life. I, you know, when I was growing up, I felt like I had to be resourceful. I was an only child, so I had to figure out how to get friends and um, we moved a lot. And, uh, you know, I think finding the things that you need and believing that they're going to show up when you need them. And that's been, that's been my, my little something extra, I guess. Jen, I don't even think you realize how huge that is mm-hmm. because it, it's everything, especially when you're running and building a not-for-profit or any type of business, you have to be resourceful. And I think, mm-hmm. you know, so many people feel like, oh, I'm not going to ask for that. That's embarrassing. Mm-hmm. Or I'm not going to do that. That's embarrassing. You're not asking for yourself. You're asking mm-hmm. for the kids. You're asking for the world, you know, and I think that so many people could do so much more if they would let their pride down and just be resourceful and say, you know what, I've got an awesome neighbor who I know would love to help you. And instead, they don't want to ask that neighbor for help because it looks like they need help. And that's not what it's about. It's not about yourself. My husband's the same way. Daddy, he'll he'll ask anybody for anything and he'll guilt you into it if you don't give it. You know what I mean? Like, he doesn't (laughs) care. But I mean, that's, that's what he's always said. This isn't for me. You know, we're all in this together together to make the world a better place. I'm not asking for myself. I'm asking you for others. And that's what – but that's a really good answer. We've never had that answer before. I I'm really sure like that, Jen. And I even awesome. think some people even realize that they do have that something extra. Totally. That, yeah. you know, that's how they are making these impacts in the world, that they're being resourceful. And I think, yep. the, Jen, the fact that you've realized that has allowed you to be so successful with it because I think it just takes um, – you know, a certain type of person to be able to survive and thrive in this world and being able to help create the changes that they do. And uh, I think you're, you're definitely a good example of that. Yes. Which Thank l- you, Franco. You're such we, a good kid. We, we love just that kid. <laughs> <laughs> he's not a kid. He's not a kid anymore. But all of our kids aren't kids anymore, but we're still going to always call them like kids. One. So I think Jeej might have some, what are they called? Are those tips over there? Yes, it is. Are you going to sing it or are you going to say I it? I am, I am. Here's, here's uh, my tips for being a good friend. Always be there to show support. Send your friends a nice text or call them to talk on them. Mm-hmm. Hang out as possible. Have fun. Do things, do things to show them you care. Like get lunch, like me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Just like you. And don't forget to make them laugh. 
Those are some really good tips. Those are some good tips. If anyone does those tips, you definitely got friends in your life forever. Yes, and I think that I do those tips with Jen Gage. And I just, (laughs) she's this girl where we could go, I mean, literally months not talking, and then we get a text or a phone call, and we just talk like we saw each other this morning. (laughs) (laughs) Those are the best kind of friends. Right? We can be, like, apart for months, and then all of a sudden, it was like we've been together all along. And that's, I mean, that's just who you are, and I love you so much for it. And thank you for being on here and celebrating our (laughs) 20-year anniversary. Thank you. happy anniversary to you and Gigi's Playhouse Phoenix. Nine years, baby. Nine years. Holy crap. So nine years ago, we were at 21 Playhouses, and now we're at 57. That is nuts. Amazing. So thank you, girl. (laughs) Do you have anything else you want to say before you go? No, I just want to, you know, I want to thank you personally. And you you know, I love you. And I'm just, I'm so proud of the work that you're doing. And um, girl, I can't, you know, I'm not doing this alone. We're friends. I know I'm not doing this alone. It wouldn't be happening without you. With with everybody who's out there making this happen. We've, you know, we've got an army of believers and we're so blessed. So blessed. Yes, we do. Yes. So we're coming out soon because we need some sunshine. Yes, right, come G? visit. Yes, we're bringing the whole family because my whole family's obsessed with your family. <laughs> so like if Bella, yes, she's like, yes. you can't go see the gauges. I go, Bella, I need to go see the playoffs. Their cafe open. She's like, well, I have to be there. Like they think that they need to be there anytime I come see you. Now. I will bring my boyfriend too. Oh boy, here we go. Oh, oh boy. The boyfriend's okay. will, coming out. I will, I will, I will introduce you. Okay, awesome. Okay, you introduced me to Lucas. And, All right. Um, I can't wait. Yes, can't it's going to be awesome. All right. Well, happy anniversary, baby girl. Love you, you so much. Nine years. Gigi's Playhouse <laughs> Phoenix going strong from Gigi's Playhouse, adding Gigi University, and now Gigi's Cafe. So if anybody's around, <laughs> what is the address? Tell them to go there and, and visit Fit. the cafe. We added Gigi Fit. Oh, and Gigi Fit. You guys are killing it. Mm-hmm. Uh, 9160 <laughs> East Shea Boulevard in Scottsdale. Scottsdale, baby. <laughs> go visit my girl. All right. You guys good? We good. All right. Thanks, Jen Gage. Bye. Bye, Gage. Bye, Franco. Bye, Jen. Thanks for joining us. Everybody is born with a little something extra, and sometimes they just have to find it. A little something extra is that superpower that every single one of us has inside that motivates us and drives our passion and, and makes us do the things that we do. We're all on the same team. Let's think about how we can make that team as inclusive as we can. For those of you listening to our podcast right now, you can also check out our video podcast at a little something extra podcast.org.